You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody. This is, uh, what we going to call this show, Cody? Fun Fridays? Yeah, Locked just on? fun Friday. Locked First of all, on. don't get mad at us, guys. You know nothing's going nothing on. nothing really going on today. We got, I mean, we got some Texan news. Yeah, but... some, not much. Yeah. I mean, we could, we, could, we could talk about, you know what I think we should do since this is Fun Friday? We fun should debate at the end of his career when it's all said and done, who will be the better, who will be the best receiver in Texans history? Who? Andre Johnson okay. or DeAndre Hopkins. I would love to do that. Let, 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 let's do that. I also have a topic that I would discuss, and I'm going to wrap it around all the way to the Texans. But if you're just now joining the show and don't know who the hell we are, mm-hmm. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman, and always to the right of me, my man. Cody Davis, how are you people doing in the great city of Houston? We Woo! have good weather. Woo! Good weather. Astros are kicking ass right now. Well, they the only team that's worth the damn right now. Woo! I'll tell you who's not worth the damn. Let's let's just let's be, let's, let me paint a picture for you real quick. We had a show. Forget just say the city. The city. Not worth the damn. This well, no, yeah, the whole entire city or mm. state, no matter how you flip it. We had a show earlier this week, and we mentioned and discussed the NBA lottery, right? And if you guys don't remember, I mean, I know I do. I just, I always wish for the worst for New York teams. There's a beef there with New York teams that spread through since 2008 with me. And I just want well, the worst for them. Why is that? We didn't get our undefeated season with the Patriots. We look at the New York Giants, but it's a whole nother discussion. But- and everybody just, ooh, the Knicks. Ooh, the, the Knicks. Knicks. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. They're going to get the number one pick. They're going to get the number one pick. And I said, I hope they don't. I want to continue for the Knicks to have chaos and New York teams. And then after we completed the show, what do we watch? We watched the NBA draft lottery. And first and foremost, somehow, the LA Lakers got a better draft pick than teams that were tanking on purpose. Are you surprised by that? No, I'm not. I know LeBron put some money in. On of course that. he did. I know he did. Of course he did. But with the number three pick <laughs> in this upcoming year's draft, you have the New York. Knicks. Knicks. I know they mad. You know how many photoshops had Zion Williamson in the jersey this year? Well, guess what? Nah, no more. Oh. And you know what I love the most about it? They my home city. Yeah. My home city. I know y'all love it. New Orleans. Now, let's take a trip from the NBA, New York, and let's go to the NFL, New York. The New York Jets. Real quick, what the hell is going on in the Meadowlands? It's New York. I'm lost for words. Am I lost for words? Not really, but I am. You have the firing of the general manager... Mike McCagney. That that I don't I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I'm I was kind of surprised knowing that that's the GM that that actually drafted pretty decent for your franchise, and not only right. that brought 
brought you in Le'Veon Bell. C.J. Mosley. Mm. Drafted Quinn Winner, mm-hmm. Williams out of Alabama. He mm-hmm. also got you your franchise quarterback, which you believe in. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you bring in – he also brought you the coach. Yes. He also brought in a guy with a losing record. So he had faith in him mm-hmm. with Adam Gase. And what 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 did what did upper management decide? They to decided do? to get rid of this guy. They decided to get rid of the guy who said, "We are in a division that has been ran by the New England Patriots for twenty plus years now." And the only year that they didn't run a division, the Patriots went eleven to five, but Miami won a division that year because they had the tiebreaker. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Everybody has a down period, but McKagan came in, and I, if I'm missaying his name, please forgive me. He came in and said, I'm not going to continue to be a loser and got you, Le'Veon Bell, when for the longest, nobody had any link between Le'Veon and the Jets. No, none was So that was a surprise, and it was a surprise for the price you got him for, Cody. And he brought you C.J. Mosley, and he also brought you Quentin Williams at number three, which I kind of figured that was going to be Whoever was going to be there in his position as general manager, Quinn Williams is going to be there regardless. But he also brought you Sam Darnold. He also he brought you a, a lot of guys to improve your roster, and you bring in that coach that is now Adam Gase going to be the interim GM. What the hell does he know about being a GM when he doesn't have a winning record in the NFL? It doesn't make any sense. But once again, John, are you surprised? I am not surprised. And where is all this chaos taking place? The city of... New York. So once again, are you surprised? What is wrong with New York sports? What a time to be deprived <laughs> of a winning team, unlike you and I, because we Texas fans. Texas We're fans, Texas fans. And outside I just of the, Texas fans, Saints, Saints fans, fans, Patriots fans, we like, just, we, it just, we, it just, we have a winning culture. Like it's 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 beyond just every sport. There's chaos in that city. And the first Knicks of all, get the to the to yeah, the yeah. national media of ESPN, please stop. Just just please stop whining and crying that the Knicks did not get the first pick. That's what they're gonna do because New Yorkers they they cry. Do you realize they, cry they are crying, away. saying that Zion Williamson, the guy who literally tripped on his own foot and had a little small minor injury, they were saying, "Oh, he should sit out and 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 get his money and don't play for another college team because they don't pay." Now it's looking like he's on a fast track to go to New Orleans, and because he's not going to New York, you want him to go back to Duke. Owner Chris Johnson of the New York Jets, this was what he said to justify the firing. And I quote, he told reporters, the more I look, the more I realize that I wanted to move on. You know what the New York Jets is right now in that situation? You ever see a girl from behind and you think, oh, wow. Oh, I know she, man, she got to be at all. Mm Mm-hmm. And from behind, it's everything you want. But then you look at the face and you're like, ah, I think I got to keep it moving. That's what the New York Jets is right now. You treated this general manager that brought you everything that you would want, just like men. Even bought him new uniform. He got a new uniform. Even new uniform. Listen, Texas fans, we're saying this to say, we're saying that to say this. Be happy and proud of your Houston Texan fan. It can always be worse. I know we complain about how conservative we can be and how the playbook needs to open up and whatever the case is. However, you're not the New York Jets. You're not New York, period. You're not New York. You're in the great state of Texas. 
Great state of Texas. Yeah, in the best city in the world of Houston. Arguably right the best city. Right now, you are listening to the best Locked On podcast, uh, with the Locked On Texas podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are going to discuss a bevy of a few things. We're going to go around the league today, and I believe the last conversation we're going to have is going to be a toss-up between who's going to end up better than the next guy who has their red, white, and blue uniform. Don't touch that dial. Locked on Texas Podcast and Locked on Podcast Network. You can catch it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalayas, and we're also going to get this up on YouCan'tArgueThatSports.com. Don't go nowhere. Hey, guys. Welcome back in. This is Locked on Texans Podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. Some sports guy and then my boy, Cody Davis. Uh, Friday mood, fun Fridays. There's not really a lot to talk about. The slow grind is always better than the no grind, right, Cody? Yeah, sometimes. sometimes. Well, not for us. That's a rhyme. The, the slow grind is better than no grind sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Not for us because, like I keep saying, I mean, we, 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 we have to bring people like entertainment and news. And when it's slow, I feel like, you know. That's true. But one thing about us, because it's slow, is we know we have the, the, the mini camps going on and OTAs about OTAs to start. And everybody's the getting, real OTAs. Right. Everybody's getting acclimated to being a Houston Texan, whether you was drafted, undrafted, whatever the case is, signing free agency. Uh, a new feel. You know, we've talked about before how Bill O'Brien wants to make sure that the culture is established whenever they bring in new guys, which that's the right thing to do unless you're a New York team and there is no culture, it's disarray. But you know why we don't really have much to talk about? The Texans are never in the news. We're never a bad team. We we never we never have guys that are out there in the offseason or during the season yeah, beating up people. We never have issues like though like that. Um or like those. And we never have a lot of Issues, period. One of the biggest issues or headlining news over the past year, 365 days, was Bob McNair's comments on players kneeling, um, and then how he retracted those comments, and now Jadavian Clowney is not showing up because he wants to get paid. But Clowney isn't uh, quote-unquote news. That's not even a headline. Like, that's just, only. I mean, that's football-related. We're right. talking about outside football just stuff. Like You don't headlines. see a Texas player literally dragging an unconscious person out of an elevator. You never see that. And that's one thing we as, whether you're a listener, fan, lover, no matter what you are, you have to give credit. Because I know a lot of times people like to say, why comment? I mean, not comment. Why um, commit? Commit. Not the word commit. Why commend a fish for swimming in water? Because that's what you're supposed to do. But in the world, especially in the NFL, where everything is just in disarray, something happens almost every week and a half. I think you do need to commend your team for making sure, number one, they bring in the right guys to keep their culture going. Mm -hmm. And then they have the best coaching staff. And then they have the best front office. And then they create this culture like a J.J. Wahoo raised $30 million for the city of Houston for Harvey or and then he backdoor a few weeks ago for the baseball charity and raised another million. So there's a culture of giving back to the community that the McNair started doing things the right way. Uh, I think we definitely need to commend our franchise for doing that. Speaking of franchise, we had a fun debate topic that we wanted to touch on. But before we get there, Nick Martin, who was going into his fourth year, you know what he said? Here's a headline for local news. We're hungry going into the 
NFL season in regards to the offensive line. They should be. There's it's no way around it, Texans right? literally had the worst offensive line last season. I would go either between them and Arizona Cardinals. No. The Cardinals were pretty bad. But the but Watson had the most, most hits sacks. for that's a quarterback. Yeah, not true. not only most sacks, the most hits, hits in general. So even if he got the ball off in time, they still end up hitting him. That's crazy. The guy had a collapsed lung. That's crazy. That's a fact. Those are a couple of facts in a row. This and as what, much as we like Watson, we he know is he, injury prone. He is injury prone. He's a strong guy. He's tough. He always wants to make the best play, the right play, or the big play. He wants to make the plays, right? But... Mm-hmm. You can't continue to get that guy hit like that. This is what Nick Martin had to say um, entering his fourth season in the NFL. If you're not hungry, you're doing the wrong. You're not going to last very long in this league. There's no doubt about it. Again, it starts day by day. The Texans offensive line with the additions of Howard, with the addiction, I mean, I'm sorry, with the addition of uh, Sharpen, you guys need to be super hungry. I mean, like, dude, didn't you just finish eating hungry? Hmm. Dude, you just had two plates. Wait a minute before you eat again, hungry. That's how hungry the Houston Texans need to be. Uh, not only with the offensive line, goddamn, in the in the in the free agency, we're still waiting on positions to be filled. We discussed it earlier this week, but well, it's like we alluded to the other day. The positions are getting filled, but it's not the caliber that not only us two but fans projected. Right, and and I still think there are. Uh, positions that can be filled right now. You know, I'm still discussing the interior defensive line that I believe can be upgraded. Um, And I also believe that there are worthy receivers out there that can come in and make a huge uh, addition to the team. So that's one. Haley Khalil, wife of Max Khalil, Matt Khalil, is being featured in the swimsuit Edition for Sports Illustrated. If you were an NFL player, would you be okay with your wife? What you mean, be okay? With would my you? Wife? Would you? Hey, hey, uh, hubby. Hey, bae. I want to, you know, do this swimsuit for Sports Illustrated. Would you be okay with that? I mean, me personally, no. But everybody has their, you know. Is she a model? I don't. I, I mean, if she's a model, then that's her career. You knew that before you got with her. That's true. She is a model. Well, there you go. You and you more importantly, for. that's her decision. Yeah. So, um, mm, decisions, huh? Decision. Her decision. Her decision. Oh, okay. We're all about women's rights here. Be careful. We are all about women's <laughs> rights here. Trust me, this is a serious thing. Uh, so before we dip out and and move along, Cody, what's the question we wanted to ask these guys? Or do you want to wait to the next? Just segment? wait to the next. Let's wait to the next segment. Uh, more Texan news. Here's something fun to talk about. Not necessarily fun, but Arizona's cornerback, Patrick Peterson, has been suspended six games for the use of PEDs, violating the PED policy for the NFL. Um, last season, if you guys do not remember, I know we're everywhere right now, but like I said, slow grind better than no grind. Last season, if you don't remember, um, Patrick Peterson requested a trade. Uh, then he retracted that trade and said he'll be, he'll be okay with Sanders in, in, in Arizona. At this point in his career and with this new regime that's uh, taken off with Cliff Kingsbury, which I, I don't like at all, but uh, is it time for Patrick Peterson to move along from 
Arizona. And more importantly, we know that he has this six-game suspension that's about to take place. Uh, it's already effective at the beginning of this season. Should the Texans consider trying to make a move to get him off their roster to put him on theirs, our roster? I think it's a no-brainer to go with yes. I think he would be a guy who would be, hands down, the moment he can actually step on an NFL field for your team would be the best cornerback on your team, and he will make everybody else's job so much easier, whether it be Lonnie Johnson Jr., the rookie cornerback, whether it be uh, Roby, who we brought in in free agency, or the cornerbacks that we already have. I believe that Patrick Peterson would be an awesome upgrade. Um, The problem is... What we said earlier, we're way too clean of organization. Those PEDs, we've only had that issue, I believe, maybe once with Brian Cushing a few years back. And I don't think that the Texans would like to put themselves through that again. It wasn't even that bad. It's just out of everything that can happen that happens in the NFL, we had literally one of the, the least common issues like it's a common issue but on the grand scale of thing it's it's not that bad we have brian cushion i would love to see patrick peterson in a houston texans jersey when we come back we're just going to end the show off with who can end up better than the next guy at this position in red white and blue bulls on parade with a party twist don't go anywhere guys this is locked on texas podcast hiring used to be hard multiple job sites stats of resumes a confusing reviewing process, but today hiring can be easy and all you have to do is go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. ZipRecruiter is so efficient that 80% of employees who post on ZipRecruiters get the qualified candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiters for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans only on the Locked On Podcast Network. You know one thing I like about the city of Houston? What you like? Houston has a lot of great athletes that comes through this city. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, baseball, even gymnastics. Gymnastics. With some own bios. Oh, my gosh. Baseball, wrestling. Like. Booker T. It's just like. It doesn't matter if they're from this city. It doesn't matter if they're from this city or are they drafted into. It's something about Houston that pulls out the greatness of it. Even if you take a look at a guy like Tracy McGrady, you know. Yes, he was great with the Raptors and he was phenomenal with Orlando. But most people say their favorite moments with, with him was rocking that red and white with the Rockets. You know, yeah. you look at a guy like Roger Clemens, who been around the MLB, but yet he's known for being a what, John? Houston Astros. A Houston Astros. Even with the Astros, 
you have Jose Altuve, who's 5'5", <laughs> five, five, yes. who's an AL MVP. And then you have Correa. Then you have Springer, who's leading the AL in, a, in almost every statistic you can lead him in right now, hitting-wise. And then you move over to, you know, uh, football. You have Justin James Watt, who is a three-time MVP, defensive MVP. And then you have who we just drafted up for a couple years ago, Deshaun Watson. But strictly NFL. There's two guys that, at the end of their careers, depending on how Watt and Watson end their career, these two guys are going to be at the top of the list. By far. Who are you talking about? Talking about DeAndre Hopkins and Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson. So that brings up an interesting question. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. I'm going to be biased. Who you got? Who is... Who will be the better receiver? Well, Hopkins or Johnson? And and it's kind of interesting. And I and and I'm gonna and I have a theory why I'm, I I would right off the bat I'm picking I'm picking Andre Johnson. Okay. And a part of me is gonna be biased we, with this. We may have the same reasoning behind why. Okay. Uh, because I'm going with Andre Johnson, mm. and here's why. As great as DeAndre Hopkins is, his career possibly ending off playing with Deshaun Watson for multiple years and vice versa. And both, listen, both of these guys, they played with a, a multitude of quarterbacks hmm. in a couple of seasons. You know, we've seen it. We've seen the DeAndre, well, I'm sorry, Andre Johnson go through it. We've seen Hopkins go through it. So those cancels out. But we see we saw Johnson with uh Derek Carr who didn't have time to throw the ball. We've seen Johnson with a Sage Rosenfeld. We've seen Johnson with a a, a Matt Schaub. We've we've seen Johnson with quarterbacks that just they don't cut it. Matt Shaw wasn't that bad. Matt, Matt Shaw was good for a year and a half, two years. But that last year, we saw him in the red, white, and blue. It was terrible. Yeah, the last year was terrible. I must admit. And then we also saw the the one year that Hopkins had Brock Osweiler, and I think that was his last year. He failed to reach a thousand yards. Yeah. So the 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 thought of Hopkins ending his career with Deshaun Watson helps Andre Johnson's case because Johnson never had a chance to play with a quarterback of that talent, mm-hmm. of that ability and skill in this era of NFL football. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's the unbiased part of me was going to say Andre Johnson only due to the fact only due to that reason. That that's I mean this guy played 11 years in Houston. Just listen to his numbers. He recorded 13,597 yards on 1,012 receptions. 64 touchdowns and only fumbled the ball 10 times. And here's the funny thing about those touchdowns. And he was a seven-time All-Pro. The funny thing about those touchdowns is, and this is another funny thing about, you know, where these guys are right now currently. Hopkins is going to be in a pass-predominant offense. Johnson was not. Johnson was not in a pass-predominant offense. And it was times where I can remember people just calling for, throw him the ball. Just get it to him. But we were running his own run. 
So the style of play, the style of coaching that Johnson had throughout his entire career up until uh, was it the last year he had with with O'Brien? Uh-huh. Everything sets up Hopkins to have a better career because I believe that the Houston Texans will get further with Hopkins than Johnson ever did. And that's no disrespect to Hopkins or Johnson because, quite frankly, I know it's early, but in the next few years, if you would say Hopkins, you you wouldn't be wrong. Yeah, I don't think so. First and foremost, there's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. And, right. and another reason why I would pick Andre Johnson the guy was a big part of my childhood. Right. Like, yeah, I moved to Houston. Early when I moved to Houston, it was his first year. It was his rookie season. Here's the thing about Hopkins. How many catches did he have last year? Hopkins had 115 receptions last year. Zero drops. Zero catchable drops. 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns. An average of 13.7. And then a year before, 96 receptions, 1,300 yards, 13 touchdowns. And then that one year, oh, my gosh. The year with Brock Osweiler, he didn't hit 1,000. The year before that, he had 1,500. Listen. The year before that was when he was with Ryan Fitzmagic, right? Fitzmagic. And he had 1,500 yards then and 11 touchdowns. Because it's Fitzmagic. So it's not like you're going to be wrong. And I believe, man, DeAndre Hopkins right now is the best receiver in the NFL. He's by the far only the only receiver. The only one that's closer, that might be the closest to him is Odell Beckham. No, honestly, the only receiver I would take over any of these guys, and I'm, I'm still going with Antonio Brown because of his release off the line and how easy it is for him to get open. And I think his game can make him play for a long time because I, you, really, you really hit him. You would go with Antonio Brown? I like I like the style of Antonio Brown's play. But wow. with that being said, man, listen, DeAndre Hopkins is a dog. He gets it out the mud, as these kids say. And he doesn't fumble the bag because he, does, he doesn't drop the bag. He doesn't drop passes. So I, I'm not mad at DeAndre Hopkins getting picked over Andre Johnson. I just think that DeAndre Hopkins will benefit from playing with Deshaun Watson for a lot of his career. Golly. I'm just looking at his numbers right now. In 2008, this man recorded 1,500 yards. Johnson? Yes. He had three 1,500-yard seasons. Yes, three. Golly, this one, 2012 was even better. 1,598. Yeah, 1,600 yards. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is, they might as well DeAndre Hopkins has two under his belt right now. I know we're going to see one more. I just but at it. the end of the day, he's he's been playing with better quarterbacks. He has been playing with better quarterbacks. A lot better quarterbacks, too. He has been playing with better quarterbacks. This has been Locked On Texas Podcast. Guys, I know it's been a slow day. We apologize. We're going to be taking calls next week. You excited for that, Cody? Oh, yeah. That's going to be the next part of what you call this, Fun Field Friday? Fun Field Friday, football, food, whatever you want to call it. We're going to be taking callers next week. As always, this is John, some sports guy Hickman, and to the right of me, my man, Cody Davis. Locked on Texas Podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. You guys have a good day and enjoy the series. Be safe. You are Locked on Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston, Texas, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Every day.